The Twins salvage a series split in the four-game set with Kansas City at Target Field. Let's talk about today's game, ups, downs, and everything in between on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, May 29th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been writing at Twins Daily for over two years, been hosting this podcast for over two years. This is my fourth season at Twins Daily. This is my third season as host of the pod. I was at today's game. The Twins win, they salvage a split, and I'm getting the spreadsheet going for you live on air. Here we go, looking at the spreadsheet. Can't wait to pull this thing up. Twins are two games ahead of my projections. We're going to talk about the upcoming schedule for the Twins, which in the short term, you know, the next couple days shouldn't be too difficult, but in the medium term is going to get difficult. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about Trevor Larnick. We'll talk about Sonny Gray injury, the Sonny Gray injury, the Royce Lewis injury, the roster shuffling that is bound to happen tomorrow. Not only tomorrow, but you know, this week with the Twins going to Toronto to play the Blue Jays. Rocco Baldelli saying several players will be out of that series because they are unvaccinated. We have no idea who that's going to be. We will know by the time we get there because they'll be put on a random list for no reason, and we'll know why. So. A lot is going to happen this week. It's going to be a wild week for the Twins. They have a doubleheader Tuesday. They have eight games in seven days. And you're going to see some players maybe we haven't seen a whole lot of yet. You know, Royce Lewis goes on the injured list. Alex Kirloff could come back up. Max Kepler's dinged. Sonny Gray left with a pec problem today, minor pec soreness. Um, it's going to get interesting, I think, especially with Byron Buxton still under somewhat of a innings limit or a games limit right now. Still DHing, he DH today, going to miss some games. He sat Friday's game. So it's it's a short roster. I mean, everybody's kind of dealing with a short roster right now, but this is what's coming up for the Twins. This is the spreadsheet. If you know, you know, I project every single series for the Twins before the season, and this leads them to a 90-win season in my projections. At this point in the season, I had them at 27 and 21. They are 29 and 19. So they're two games ahead of that projection. I actually have Detroit taking three out of five in this series, which you may find interesting. I think that, you know, Detroit, the way that I had projected them early in these series, I had to give them some respect, similar to how I had to give Kansas City some respect throughout. And I did have Kansas City taking two out of three from the Twins in KC. The Twins ended up sweeping that series. So I have Detroit taking three out of five. And the Twins going 18 and 13 in the month of May. And some of these games I have to pull into the separate month because they fall and the last game of a series will fall into June or the first game, you know, will be in the beginning of May. But this is what June looks like for the Twins. So you're going to see like at Toronto for three, they got the Yankees at home for three. They got the Rays at home for three. Then they're at Seattle for three, at Arizona for three. Cleveland, Colorado at home, six-game homestand, and then at Cleveland for that five-gamer, similar to the Detroit series this week. Um, Obviously, the first three are the toughest there. But six out of the nine are at home. As you can see, I have Toronto taking two out of three, the Yankees taking two out of three, 
So right off the bat, I have the Twins going two and four right out of the gate. But then I have them taking two out of three from Tampa. So four and five in that nine-game stretch I think would be would be solid for the Twins. What I've said throughout this 15-game stretch now of the Royals and Tigers, on which the Twins are seven and three. So if they go three and two in Detroit, it's 10 and five. They'll be 32 and 21. If you're 32 and 21 going into that nine-game stretch against the AL East, you can lose you know, five or six out of nine and still be above 500, still be nine, 10, eight, nine, 10 games above 500. And Seattle, we thought they'd be a lot better. So this stretch, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it looks a lot easier than it did preseason because Seattle was supposed to be better. Now I will say Julio Rodriguez is coming into his own. Kyle Lewis is healthy. They're still very talented. It's not an easy series by any means, but I think it looks a lot lighter than it did before the season started, they have some good players. Obviously, they just haven't put it together. Uh, going into this weekend, they were in last place in the AL West. Arizona has played good baseball. They're pitching well, but it's Arizona. You know, it's it's not a team we expected to be good this year. But similar to Seattle, maybe a little bit better on the projection. Seattle a little bit worse at this point. Cleveland, we know Cleveland. That's at home. Colorado at home. I'm glad that's not at Coors. Colorado, very, very good at home. Not good on the road. So I like that those three games are in Minnesota, and then they're at Cleveland for five. So they're going to see Cleveland eight times this month, eight out of the 19 matchups. They've already played them three times, so they'll only have eight games beyond June against Cleveland. There's so many games in this division, man, so many games. And they'll have the White Sox a lot as well in the second half. I think they have the White Sox maybe 10 or 13 times in the second half. But this Detroit series, three out of five. I think three out of five. Can you take three out of five, be 32 and 21? That would be awesome. Uh, and I think they could they could potentially take four out of five. That would be great. But anything less than three out of five would be a disappointment to me, and it would be leaving wins on the table. If they lose three out of five, they are then nine and six in that 15-game stretch, and I'd give that you know still a B grade. That's still a decent outcome you know, to be three games above 500 on that stretch. But the way they started five and oh, since then they're two and three, that, that's a disappointment because they started at five and oh. So let's just a look at the schedule, a broader look. Again, they got Detroit, and then they got this stretch in June. You're probably wondering, like, when is it actually going to get hard? They have a brutal stretch at the end of end of August going into September, I believe. It's either that or the end of July going into August. It's a, a really tough stretch. I'll actually look right now. It is the end of July going into August. So they have at Milwaukee, at San Diego, they got Detroit for three in the middle. But then versus Toronto, at the Dodgers, at the Angels. So that's going to be your toughest stretch. And then at the end of August going into September, also tough. This is actually probably their toughest. At Houston versus the Giants versus the Red Sox, at the White Sox, at the Yankees. Those two, at the end of July and at the end of August, that's when it's those are the two that you look at and say, oh, oh that's that could be troublesome for the Twins. You know who hasn't been troublesome at all? Trevor Larnick. I mean, he's been awesome. Let's talk about Larnick. Talk about this offense, Gio Urshela. You know, how good he's been given his line. Like, it's crazy to think he hasn't done that much for the Twins, but been so good. Let's talk about it after this word from Athletic Greens. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things AG1 is delicious, but it's so good for you. And that's the key. It's lifestyle friendly. 
whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar. That's huge for a type 1 diabetic like me. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. For your next listen, listen to the Lockdown Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games daily with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Trevor Larnick, so important because if he's here, if this is the guy hitting 310 with a 909 OPS, exit velo is, is high, tied with Carlos Correa and Mike Trout coming into today. The power is there. The defense is there. The walks are there. If this is just Trevor Larnick breakout, this lineup is, is going to be difficult to deal with. I mean, it's already difficult to deal with, I think, just from a, a dynamic standpoint. But now you have Luisa Rise, Jorge Polanco, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, Trevor Larnick. It is a tough group if Trevor Larnick is breaking out for real. If, if he's going to continue to produce, I don't know if I can expect him to continue to produce with a 900 OPS, but even like a low 800s OPS this year, 25, 30 home runs for the Twins. Unbelievable. I mean, that would be something we did not foresee coming into the season. I, I really didn't think Trevor Larnick was going to play a big role on this team production wise. I thought like he was going to play, but I didn't know if he needed a lot more time at AAA. It seemed like he did after last year and struggled at AAA, struggled out of the gate at AAA this year. I didn't know about him, but he's been outstanding. And this is a hundred plate appearances. We're not talking about 20 plate appearances. It's a hundred. Double-edged sword. It's only 100 plate appearances. It's only 100 plate appearances. So we'll see if he can continue this. But right now, Trevor Larnick has been awesome for the Twins. He homers today. Gio Rochella gets the Twins on the board with a three-run homer off Zach Greinke. Gio is, gets all his hits when they matter. His hits like always come when it matters. And that's why you look at his line and he's barely an above-average league, you know, above-average hitter in this league right now. And his defensive numbers don't look great. But he makes all the plays, you know, these fantastic plays at third. And he gets those hits when you really need it. Whether you need a big swing to go up 3 nothing in a game. Again, you know, I say three-run homers. I would love to see the record of teams who had three-run homers in a game. I bet it's outstanding. Gio Rochella hits a three-run homer off Zach Greinke. Twins weren't done. Nick Gordon gets on the board with a homer and a double. Great to see Nick step in for Royce Lewis, who ran into the wall in center field. I will say... Like, to so quickly, you know, Max Kepler is is banged up. Doesn't sound like he's going to go on the injured list. But to so quickly just call up Royce Lewis and stick him out in center field after I think it was 11 days at AAA where they were moving him around at different spots, it, it's kind of squirrely to me. I think part of me feels why didn't he just play center field, you know, when Buxton sat last week or Buxton sat on Friday. Why? It, it was a little weird the way that they handled it. I mean, it was a little squirrely, and I think they realized, like, Lewis is going to be okay in center field, and he looked comfortable out there. Lewis is probably going to be okay at third base, and he'll go through some lumps at these spots, 
but he's he's an incredible athlete and i think they felt maybe watching him in st paul helped them a little bit just watching his jumps i don't think he got a ton of action anywhere but seeing his jumps in left seeing his jumps in center you know his feet at third his arm i i think they felt maybe more comfortable today than they did 11 days ago but how much more comfortable can you feel with just a handful of starts at other spots for rice Lewis at triple a i don't know he runs into the wall. Sounds like he's going to go on the injured list. His knee is sore, his surgically repaired knee. This is all part of the recovery trail for Royce Lewis. You know, he just had ACL surgery a year ago, and he hasn't played baseball in over two years. I think as, as this year wanes on and keeps going, some of that might wear down on Royce Lewis and his knee because he hasn't played a full season since 2019. And then you have that play where he runs into the wall in center hard. He ran into the wall hard. He wanted to stay in this game but couldn't we're going to wait and see the MRI. We're still waiting on the results to hear what happened with, with the knee. But right now it sounds like he is going to go on the injured list corresponding move. Yeah. I think Alex Kirloff will probably be up, especially with Max Kepler, you know, uncertain about Max Kepler. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. If he doesn't play tomorrow, hopefully plays Tuesday, you'll probably see Kirilov up. You might see Miranda right back up, but he just didn't look like he was ready at the big league level. And this is a week for the twins that, gets challenging and, and could be challenging at the front end with Detroit playing a little bit better. And they just, you know, played the twins well in game three of that series and, and beat up on Cleveland today, one, four to two playing better. And you're in their park at Comerica. And then you have Toronto in Toronto at the Rogers center. So I don't think Jose Miranda looks like he's going to help you right now at the major league level. I think he needs to be in St. Paul. That's why I expect Alex Kirilov to come up. He's been hitting the ball really, really well for the saints. Uh, Spencer Steer promoted and is hitting very well for the Saints right out of the gate. So it's nice to know they have some depth down there. Sonny Gray left this game with pectoral tightness, pectoral soreness. Don't know on him either. Rocco Baldelli did use the word minor, minor pectoral soreness in his post game. Said Sonny is planning to go on the trip to Detroit. Sonny wasn't going to pitch until Friday in Toronto. That was, you know, we don't know if Sonny's vaccinated and he can go to Toronto. We have no idea. But his next start would have presumably been. Friday or Saturday in Toronto. Twins need Joe Ryan off the COVID list. They need him to come back and, and start. He's not a projected starter in the games this week in Detroit. Hopefully he's back for Toronto. That would be awesome. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think this rotation, guys have just been in and out, and that's that's baseball. That's a that's a rotation. Sonny's been in and out. He's been so good when he's pitched. I mean, he's outstanding again today. Six scoreless innings. Hasn't allowed a run in 13 straight innings. Uh, was just awesome today against that Royals lineup. And I think Sonny's a guy you want to go to battle with in the playoffs, certainly. I mean, he's he's a competitor. He is a gamer, and he you know pitched at Vanderbilt. He, know, he pitches at a high level. He's pitching the playoffs. Sonny Gray is someone you want to go to battle with, I think. And, and just some of this is let's, let's get to October and be healthy, but the Twins still have to get there. White Sox beat the Cubs today. They split the Crosstown series at guaranteed rate field. They took three out of four in the season series against the Cubs, but the Twins have a five-game lead. That game went into the 12th. The Sox walked it off. It would have been great if the Cubs could have found a way. They led one nothing in the ninth, blew the save three times, and couldn't find a way. Andrelton Simmons popped out in extra innings in a run-scoring spot. Of course, Andrelton Simmons popped out in a run-scoring spot. Twins maintain a five-game lead on the White Sox. I think going into June, what we've learned so far is the White Sox are obviously disappointing. We don't know what the future looks like for them. Tim Anderson left the game today hobbling on a groin strain. And that, you know, at the minimum, probably going to be a couple of weeks. He's going on the injured list for at least 10 days. So Anderson out for the short term, maybe even the long term. 
Lance Lynn is, is coming back soon. Elo Jimenez hurt last night or aggravated his hamstring in his rehab assignment, the first at-bat of his rehab assignment last night. They're super dinged up, so we know that. We also know that Cleveland is going to be Cleveland this year, which I think is 81-81. and 81. Detroit is so far back. Kansas City is so far back. It's become a two-horse race in this division, and I think you're going to see something like 2019. So that's what's setting up right now. The Twins are building an early lead. 2019, they had an 11-game lead, I think, on Cleveland. But everybody knew, looking at the schedule in the second half, that Cleveland was going to catch back up at some point. They heated up in a huge way, went on a huge run in the second half, and caught up to the Twins. Actually took the lead for one day in the Central, despite being down by 11 games. Five-game lead is nothing. The Twins play the White Sox 16 more times this year. So the, the now question for this season is the Twins have this early lead. That's that's bookmarked. They got an early lead in this division for the first two months of the season. They have a five-game lead right now on May 29th. We know that. Is Chicago going to be a team? Sorry, that's my laundry. Is Chicago going to be a team like Cleveland in 2019 that wakes up with a light schedule in the second half because Chicago has the easiest remaining schedule in Major League Baseball? I believe the Twins are like 17th, right, right about average, 15th to the 18th range remaining schedule. White Sox have the schedule advantage. They play the Tigers a lot. They play the Royals a lot. They play the Guardians a lot. They have the schedule advantage moving forward on the Twins. And and Cleveland did as well in 2019. So are they going to close this gap over the next couple months? Up until the All-Star break, the schedule is not bad for the Twins. When it gets difficult there at the end of July, at the end of August, that's probably when the White Sox will need to close that gap. But now the the focal point is the White Sox have to go play. I think if they're in Tampa next weekend, I think they might have Cleveland this week, but they're in Tampa. They have a difficult schedule in the short term right now, but remaining after that, especially in the second half, it's it's very light. How many games can the Twins get up on them? Can they get up eight, nine, ten games where all the pressure is on the Sox, even though they are playing Cleveland and, and Kansas City and Detroit? It's such so much ground to make up that – it's difficult for them to make it up. And Cleveland made it up, but they still couldn't overcome. They couldn't overcome that 11-game lead. They just couldn't do it at the end of the year. The Twins started winning more. They got a lighter schedule in September. They will get a light schedule. This division is so weak that the Twins are going to have a light schedule. The White Sox are going to have a, white, a light schedule. But how many games did they build? That's the question here um, right now and for the rest of the season. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'll make your second listen the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest storylines around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins.